us. I've been making films for 50 years about the U.S., but I've also been making films about us. And if I've learned one thing, it's that there's only us and no them. And if anybody, as I said, tells you there's a them, get away. Yeah. <laughs> Hi there, and welcome in to a brand new week of Celebrity Salute. Dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans, and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I'm Randy Miller. Ken Burns is an American filmmaker known for his documentary films and television series, many of which chronicle American history and culture. His work is often produced in association with and distributed by PBS. His widely known documentary series include The Civil War, Baseball, Jazz, The War, The National Parks, America's Best Idea, Prohibition, The Roosevelt's, The Vietnam War, Country Music, Muhammad Ali, and now Benjamin Franklin. Ken's documentaries have earned him two Academy Award nominations and several Emmy Awards. It is our honor to have Ken Burns with us here on Celebrity Salute. Ken Burns, of course, he's back with a fantastic documentary called The U.S. and the Holocaust that has aired on uh, PBS. But don't worry, it's uh, available on the PBS Documentaries video channel, which I didn't even know, know existed on Amazon and on PBS Passport. Ken Burns joins us here in the National Defense. Ken, how are you? I'm great, Randy. Great to be talking with you again. Yeah, great to talk to you. And what a what a great piece of work this is. You know, I thought I knew a lot about the Holocaust, and I'm sure you get this. <laughs> Every documentary you make, I'm sure I knew. I thought I knew a lot about baseball, <laughs> but there's a. Uh, we're based in Kansas City, Missouri, and there's a great exhibition about the Holocaust for almost a year at Union Station. And when I went through that, I I found out so many new things I didn't know. But then when I watched your film, it's like, because you, you came at it at such a different angle, which I really appreciate the U S response to the Holocaust. Yeah. So we, you know, it's always been, uh, the convenient for Americans who are an ocean and a continent away, uh, to say, we didn't really know what it was happening until we liberated the concentration camps. And it's just not true. There were 3000 articles in 1933 alone, the first year of Hitler's reign before Jews were being killed. They're just being discriminated against, uh, about that discrimination. And so we knew everything and we still did not want to save people. We didn't want to relax the pernicious immigration law that had been passed in the previous decade in 1924. The Johnson Reed Act had set impossibly low quotas. Uh, for those countries that had um, large Jewish populations in Eastern and Central Europe, um, in Southern Europe as well. Uh, and so, you know, we while we did, we were not responsible for the Holocaust at all. Uh, the ideas uh, that animated the Holocaust do come from everywhere in the world. And Hitler studied our Jim Crow laws or the, the yeah. Nazis that our Jim Crow laws to fashion their 1935 Nuremberg acts against Jews. Uh, Hitler admired our, as he put it, extermination of the Native Americans and the corralling of the rest into uh, essentially concentration camps, reservations. Uh, he applauded the Johnson-Reed Act to make America, you know, more pure. 
And so he liked the fact that we subscribe to eugenics, this pseudoscience that attempted a hierarchy of races, when, of course, as you know, Randy, there's only one race, and that's the human race, and that there's only us, there's no them. And whenever anybody tells you there's a them, run away. It doesn't, it doesn't work out that way. That's the hallmark of authoritarian governments. And nothing could be more authoritarian, of course, than the brutal crimes that the Nazis inflicted upon their own people, and particularly uh, the Jews. Uh, and Absolutely. it's um, a story we have to tell, and we have to understand the way in which, though we did take in more than any other sovereign nation, we could have taken in you know, five or ten times as many people, even within the confines of these restrictive immigration laws, and we didn't. We slow walked it. We made it difficult. And Frank's father, who had position and money and connections in the United States, was a well-to-do businessman, could not get his family. And what would it be? Just think of the counterfactual. Right. If Anne was here. Most people's introduction to the Holocaust, particularly our school children, is through her diary. And so, you know, her father had spent most of the 1930s trying to get out. He got out of Frankfurt right away, understood what was going on and went to Amsterdam and and uh, was trying to get out nevertheless because he realized that German aspirations would eventually overrun the low countries, including Holland, uh, um, the Netherlands. And so, you know, it's a it's a painful story that we begin our film with and people mm-hmm. going, what's Anne Frank got to do? Why'd you put that? That's such a cliche. And what we're what we learned and our you know, you'll be happy to know that it's I had no idea either. All of us. Uh, this is a huge learning curve. We're not telling you in our films what we already know. We're sharing with you our process of discovery. Yeah. And this is a complicated story, and it's also filled with many heroic acts. You'll be so proud of the number of Americans who risk their lives to get other people out. Um, it's it's There's some beauty in the midst of the horror, or as the one of the survivors in our film says, the nadir of civilization. Right, right. And Ken, yeah, I mean, that was the startling thing at the beginning of of your your film for me that Hitler kind of looked at America as as laying the blueprint for uh, the Holocaust and it was it was like what because Ken we don't want to I don't want to hear that about our country I don't want to I don't want to believe that about our country I I would I would withdraw the word blueprint it he was inspired by ideas which all authoritarians are of making the other of somebody in this case of uh, people who had no country until 1948 after the Holocaust took place and who could easily be blamed for things. And the Jews, because they were international, brought in ideas of internationalism, introduced the world to democracy, introduced the ideas of capitalism and also communism and socialism. And so they become easy, easy scapegoats. And of course, they worship differently than us, sure. even though you know we share the Old Testament in common uh, with those people who are Christian. I mean, it's just it's so complicated. But I, I think the important thing is is that when we feebly protested to the Germans about the treatment of the Jews, they'd look at us as the historian Peter Hayes in our film reminds us and just say, Mississippi, you tell huh. us that we're. Jews as inferior people, look what you're doing in the American South with your Jim Crow laws, which we've studied and applied. Our our laws against the Jews are only what, and they're less strict than your Jim Crow laws, which is true. They defined, we defined anyone with a single drop, and now I'm quoting, of Negro blood uh, as being black. Um, they had a much less rigorous thing. They 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 had uh, a category of Jews and almost Jews, and then two mongrel states before you got to the mongrel. So mm. you could be one eighth Jew and you'd be considered an Aryan. You know. Wow. So uh, 
you know, but, but in the United States, if you're one eighth black, oh my sure. goodness. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? Depending on whether you passed or wanted to pass, uh, it, it, it's, it's pernicious. So these are ideas that exist in the world and as we know exist today. The authoritarian playbook is in full swing everywhere in the world, everywhere in the world. Anti Semitism right. is on the rise everywhere in the world. Racism and uh, anti-immigrant sentiment is aroused everywhere in the world. And you realize, Thomas Jefferson warns us in the Declaration, that people tend to suffer tyrannies, you know, while while these you know, evils are sufferable. And so he's implying that democracies take a little bit of work. They're, they're messy and they're not perfect. And the promises of the trains running on time that authoritarians make come with unacceptable consequences that we have have to participate at every level of our government to discern fact from fiction, to not be in our own echo chamber or bubble, and to resist the idea, most important, of othering people. That is to say that there's us and that there's some other people who are bad because right. we're it's all us. I've been making films for 50 years about the U.S., but I've also been making films about us. And if I've learned one thing, it's that there's only us and know them. And if anybody, as I said, tells you there's a them, get away. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can you do such a great job of holding up a mirror for us, uh, for us to see ourselves? And you do it in such a way, which this is the, the thing that I respect the most about your filmmaking. It's not one-sided. It's all-sided. And, 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 all you, and it's all-inclusive. And, and there's no, you know, point of view that's featured over any other and i just wonder when when something comes out like this especially uh, sensitive about us and and, uh, the holocaust do you find yourself defending any kind of point of view that uh, people might take away from this well i think sometimes you know we live in a very binary place of good or bad right or wrong right state blue state and so you do have people who get trapped in those binary things and in those conspiracies and all of that. It's, it's in human nature to do that. I, I think the important thing that you've just said is that we're not enjoining arguments. The novelist Richard Powers said that the best arguments in the world won't change a single point of view, anyone's point of view. <laughs> the only thing that can do that is a good story. So we try to tell good stories that yeah. just have a complex a set of views and perspectives that allow divergent things to coexist. And at the same time, there are some facts, there are some known facts. And so for the people who deny the Holocaust or, uh, you know, I just say you're like the flat earth society, right? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Good, hey, luck, good luck with that. Two plus two equals four, buddy. Speak, hey, speaking of uh, good stories, you've got a new book, right? Our America. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, what it is, is, you know, the, the the still photograph has been the DNA of our work from the very, very beginning, even films that I have access to lots of footage as this one. And so I've wanted over the last several years to make a book that celebrates the history of the United States and the, and the ability of a single image to convey complex information. And so I've got a photographic book. It's like a photography book with, you know, it begins with the first photograph ever taken in the United States in 1839, a self-portrait by the photographer Robert Cornelius, and goes more or less to the present. Just one picture per page with a minimal caption, you know, like Gettysburg, 1863. Oh, and wow. then in the back, you can find a thumbnail of each of those photographs and a description and of a story behind it. Right. So you'll wow. find yourself first looking at them as you would going through a gallery and then going back to read, if you will, the extended captions and thumbing back and forth. And and it's I 
I'm very excited about this. I, I it's just it's coming out the first of November, published by Alfred Knopf. It'll be in all bookstores. They're already taking uh, pre-orders at Amazon and and every other place you order books online. And it's very very exciting for us. And I think it's makes a really great Christmas present for anybody. Absolutely. About- oh man, it's called Our America. Or, or- and uh, it's by uh, Ken Burns. Uh, and Ken, you're so good at breaking down complex things that we can't seem to understand. When is your documentary about the Kardashians coming out? <laughs> well, this is proving to be more difficult, Randy, than I thought. <laughs> uh, even, though I, even though my name begins with a K. Yeah, right. I'm, just, I'm really, it's going to take a few more years to, to, to figure this editing out. <laughs> Ken, thanks so much for the time, man. It's always great to talk to you. My pleasure, Randy. Take care. You've been listening to Celebrity Salute. Celebrity Salute is produced by Brainstorm Media and distributed by National Defense Network with host Randy Miller and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us at nationaldefensenetwork.com. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also say, Alexa, play the National Defense Network podcast.